56 of the Pump Up The Jam podcast. My name's Jess. I'm Sam. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. Hi if you're new. Hello, welcome. Hey. <laughs> We're back <laughs> for another month. We're just regular as clockwork. Yeah, last Friday of every month. We're Boom. here. We're here. Like, We're here. Like a good period. <laughs> <laughs> True. Strange. Get your period pants ready. <laughs> It's that time of the month. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe I just compared us to a period. <laughs> how very female of you. How very female of me. Mm. So, how are you? Hello. I'm okay. <laughs> what have you been up to? I feel like I've not done a lot, but I have done a lot. Oh, so, I don't know how long me and Ash have been doing this now for. But we're trying to be a bit more veggie these days. We're not right. complete vegetarians. Right. But it's happened. I like that. See you later, meat. Who needs you? I'm the only one in this house that does that. It's actually really easy. Yeah. Hence why we're doing it. Everyone else in this house likes meat. And I think there are some times when meat is necessary, that you feel like you need some meat. But actually, a lot of the recipes we do... Don't have me. What? <laughs> it was just the <laughs> some days you really need meat. Uh, well, it's true. It's Sometimes. true. Like today, I had a roast for my dinner. Oh, nice! I made the cauliflower cheese at lunchtime. And nice. Else. I don't have to work. I like that. Nice. Mm, I know. I don't often do a cauliflower cheese with my roast, but sometimes I treat the family. So you're veggies now? Kind of veggies, yeah. <laughs> kind of veggies. Um, we've been to the cinema quite a lot, as per usual. We've seen Bullet Train. That was great. Was it good? Yeah, it was really funny, actually. Really funny. A little bit too long, I would say. Maybe yeah. need to be cut down by 20 minutes. But if you just want a movie... Well, you don't really have to concentrate and everything gets explained for you. Oh, nice. I like those movies and sometimes. Brad Pitt. He's great. He's yeah. great. Um, but no, it's actually really funny. I enjoyed that. We saw Nope as well, which Jordan Peele, we love him in, in this household. We also went to, so basically one of my lecturers when I was at uni during COVID has moved down this way. Which is crazy because like you used to live in London. Why do you want to live in Hastings? <laughs> All places, <laughs> Hastings. Um, and he is currently in the process of getting that or trying to get that made. So he had this event on where he did like a, a script table read in Hastings. Oh, cool! And yeah, the movie's called Inside Out. And yeah, it was just a really cool. I've never sat there during a table read before, so it was a really interesting concept so yeah I can't wait to see you know when it eventually is made what it turns out to be but yeah it was a great time and apart from that it's kind of been a bit boring we're just kind of veggies now we kind of just go on walks all the time you know nice I like that boring it's not boring Boring. it's fine it's fine it's no more boring than my life yeah (laughs) Yeah. thanks (laughs) no you were you're always out doing stuff well not really we had some time off with the children we went to Raystead, which is like an animal place oh but it was so bloody hot that all the animals were hiding so we saw like three cats and a bunny rabbit (laughs) and the highlight for the kids were the cheesy chips and the cafe well you know unless you were Noah, in which case it was the ice lolly obviously yeah and then, what else did we do? Oh, I went to the cinema with the big ones and saw Thor again. Nice. The next day, we took Noah to the cinema with the kids to see Bad Guys, which Ooh, nice. is brilliant. Really, really good because it's a kid's film, but it's yeah. really, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It's funny. It had layers, you know, adult layers. 
And then, oh, then you babysat Noah for us and we went to a party. Yes, you did. Ian got incredibly drunk. It was quite funny. I it enjoyed was it. Quite funny. I was drunk, but not not Ian drunk. No. But Ian you know it's hilarious. I love Ian drunk. You just guys seemed really happy and that's the best kind of drunk, you know. It was very nice. It was a very lovely evening celebrating Charlotte's thirtieth birthday. Nice to have an evening without parental responsibility. You're welcome. Quite frankly. Thank you very much. Then we had friends come and stay with us, which was really lovely. And just Mm -hmm. took them around and about. And yeah, then back to work and here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are. Back to the boring bit. Oh. Not the podcast. I mean, you know, (laughs) boring work, life, not the podcast. So the rundown, a bit different for us. We're starting something new, everyone. Don't, Don't be scared. Change is good. Yeah, Change got to embrace it. We've got to embrace it. So what we're going to do is, as normal, we will go through the albums we've listened to, the singles we've listened to, our record of the month, and our notable mentions. But instead of having a theme that we then just list lots of different songs that we like from the theme, we're just going to provide you with a curated playlist to see you through the month. Um, and that won't be the playlist from the songs that we mentioned. This will be a special additional so it'll be your september playlist yeah so hopefully there will be songs to see you through september enjoy (laughs) so the first album i would like to talk about is lizzo special oh 12 songs 35 minutes and 16 seconds i think we all kind of know what to expect from a lizzo album if i'm honest yeah. Kind of pop hits, fun, songs about women doing stuff for themselves, being independent, hyping up other women's and loving themselves, and then a little bit of relationshipy bits in it. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is. In the main, it's kind of a high tempo album. It keeps you bopping. It's got some funky kind of disco dance pop bits. Like that's a thing at the moment, isn't it? There's a lot of yeah. dance going on which I'm not hating I'm down for that it's all good by me and then there's the odd kind of snare drum R&B hip-hoppy track there was a, a down tempo kind of track which I felt really showcased Lizzo's voice which is one of my favorites so I'll expand on that a bit in a minute but in the main it's not really anything new okay I think she's great she's got an amazing voice and mm. this real kind of I don't know, lust for life, I suppose. Like, she yeah. she doesn't let anything stop her. Like, people's negative... Like, she talks a lot about people's negativity towards her for being bigger, for being black, for just being a woman, for all three of those things at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, she does talk about that. And, and, and it's really... Her attitude to it is basically, do you know what, fuck you, because yeah. I'm here and I'm just doing me. And... I kind of like that. That's pretty cool. Unapologetically me. Exactly. That's exactly what she is. And she she has just got this amazing voice. But I just don't think this is an album I'll revisit as a whole. Like there's some odd songs on it that I really like. Yeah. But it's not it's not for me, really. Is you know what I mean? It it's what I expected. Yeah. I think I forgot about it. That's why I was like, oh, oh yeah, that did happen. Because I haven't really heard a lot about it. No, you just hear the song, the singles, yeah. which are all really good and everyone seems to love. And I do too, like when I hear, it's not something I turn off ever, but really, mm. I. it's very rep, but she's got a formula and she's sticking to it. And on Spotify, it says that she's number 75 in the world. Oh, wow. Which is amazing. Like, yeah. of all the 100 million people that are on Spotify, she's number 75. Like that. that is pretty nuts. Cool. It's yeah. really, really cool. So yeah, she's she's got a formula that works. I think um with her as well, again, I can't I can only speak on surface level because I've only heard the singles, I haven't heard the whole album. Yeah. But I don't know if her personality and how she is her social media presence so on tiktok her videos are so great because she literally she's just woken up like she doesn't run to go and get ready she literally presses play or like record that sounded like i sounded like such an old person (laughs) press play Um, (laughs) but she just is herself all the time and i don't know if maybe because she portrays herself 
as she is, that helps her as well. Oh yeah, I think. Do you I get what I mean? She's very authentic, and I think she is authentic in her music making. I, I just I don't know what it like. I didn't hate it. That's I'm not saying it was a bad album. Mm. I'm just saying for me, it's not one that I'm going to go back to. Yeah, it didn't offer me anything different. And I know there are lots of artists that I listen to that that churn out the same stuff. <laughs> But I know I'm very aware of that. I just, mm. for me, she's, it's just not one I'll go back to. There's just a few tracks, which That's I shall list yeah. now. Um, <laughs> so other than the singles, I really like The Sign, Girls, which is one of the singles, but I just I really like that one. And Naked, which is the stripped back one that showcases her voice, which I think because the name of the song is Naked as well, the fact that it is quite a stripped back song works really well. Clever. Yeah, it's clever. clever. And it is really lovely. And she's got such a beautiful voice. Um, and she's really talented. Like, she play, she plays the flute and all that <laughs> jazz. And, yeah, it's really cool to watch her. But, I, yeah. It's okay. Just, yeah. It's okay. Meh. It's okay. Mid. Just in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Don't hate it. Don't love it. I don't expect. This might come across quite harsh, but I don't mean it like that. Like, you don't expect anything revolutionary from her. No, there's nothing like from her music. I mean, yeah, like there's not again, a new sound or a new no thing, but it works for her, and and she's really talented. Like, and she gives a shit as well. I quite like that about her. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, we we do like Lizzo on this podcast. We do indeed. Well, from one female to another, fabulous baby doobie. We knew this was going to happen. We knew. So she released her album, Baytopia, which is 14 songs, 45 minutes, 44 seconds. Lovely. A lot of fours in there. A lot of fours, a lot of fours. (laughs) So this is her second studio album. I think going in, I had expectations. I think I expected a similar vibe to her debut, Fake It Flowers. But this album as a whole is actually a bit more tamer and I guess less rock than the previous one. I guess less angsty. So less like 90s teenage dirtbag. Yeah. So one of the things that I felt about this album is almost like she's kind of moved into more of like 2000s pop but not cheesy pop if that makes sense it's still alternative slightly but it's almost like she's moved a decade (laughs) moved a decade forward maybe that's just a thing maybe next you'll be doing like 2010 who knows we'll see flow rider comes back (laughs) fuck's sake mum will be well chuffed so on Apple Music, she said, I feel like Fake It Flowers, I talked quite a lot about negative experiences and it really helped me through those situations. But I think Baytopia was the moment that I finally accepted my past. Bringing back the idea of Baytopia was finally accepting things inside of me that I wasn't so confident about. I finally felt myself just becoming a better person and being more comfortable with who I am. So I think that's really sweet. And also, the name Baytopia actually comes from, like, a dream space world that she invented when she was, like, seven years old. That's so cute. Yeah. But saying that, I I feel like it does feel less intimate, this album, but it does feel more dreamlike, which definitely makes sense with, you know, the name of it and all of that. And I think, you know, the... The lyrics um, has a lot of like lyrical escapism in it as well. And again, that fits perfectly with the story of the name. I think it's really cool to see that, you know, this kind of world that she created when she was a kid, you to be kind of let into that world and see, see it as well. It's almost like a concept album just without a big story. It's almost like, yeah, you're let in in her world, but she's not taking you on a linear kind of story throughout, if that makes sense. But yeah, as I said, it feels like she's moved more into like kind of 2000s alternative pop. It doesn't feel as like indie rock as her debut album. And I I think it definitely makes it more of a feel-good album as well, which, again, I didn't really expect it, but I think it is a really good surprise. Um, And she's exploring more genres on this album too, and she's kind of replaced the electric guitars with more acoustic guitars. And, yeah, her delicate voice is great on this album 
as always. But yeah, it's not necessarily a perfect album for me. I think there are some skips, but I admire that she's kind of branched out. I think maybe I do prefer her debut, but there is some really good songs on this album. So the songs that I liked were 1036, Sunny Day, and Talk. Oh, I look forward to hearing that then. Yeah, it's really good. And I am intrigued to see when we see her live, how she's going to do it. Is she going to play some stuff from her debut or is she just going to purely play this stuff? I don't know, but I'm excited. I think either way, it's going to be really cool. Definitely, I think a lot more laid back kind of show, I think, but I'm really looking forward to it. So obviously keep your ears peeled. So the next one I would like to talk about is Lupe Fiasco, Drill Music in Zion. It is 10 songs, 40 minutes and 57 seconds. Mm. So I touched on this last month. Basically, a single had come up in my uh, release radar and then I went to check when it had come out because you can never guarantee that the release radar is actually new music. Um, (laughs) So I went to check it and it turned out it came from a whole album that I didn't know was happening. So I promised I would listen to it this time. This one. You did. That is what I've done. <laughs> You've stuck to your word. Well I've done. I'm proud. Word. I'm a woman of my word. <laughs> Not always. Mostly I forget. But I remembered this one. I was about to say baby brain, but that's not really an excuse for you anymore, is it? Just Come on. Family brain. <laughs> Toddler Just brain. Having to worry about everything. Four other, well, five other children, if you include Ian. So he recorded this album in three days. Wow. Okay. So he used beats. He used 10 beats that were in producer soundtracks archive. So he said, here, have these 10 beats and Lupe made songs. For me, it was a bit hit and miss, if I'm honest. And I suppose when you make an album in three days based on 10 beats, I don't feel like you're going to hit it. For every song. It's difficult because I feel like in some cases that would really work. Yeah. But if you think about that, that's three days. And I'm too much of a perfectionist. I need more than that. I just feel like he's got such a good brain. Yeah. That he sometimes needs to like ruminate on an idea. Like he might mm. have had stuff ready if you know what I mean, yeah, I got you. recording. But yeah. for me, there were some really kind of good, poignant tracks that were just delivered like beautifully on the beat. Like mm. just the delivery was immense. And, and it feels like quite personal and reflective of his experiences, kind of not, not just of the industry, which we know he has a little bit of, of beef with, a little bit of beef. <laughs> Um, oh my god what a throwback oh my god if you know you know if you know you know boy a little bit of both (laughs) um but also about his general life i did find some tracks a bit meh which really pains me to say i just it felt like it was a waste of a good beat oh that's sad isn't it that yeah. hurt my heart <laughs> oh, no, it hurt my heart listening to it I, it's not terrible but it's just not it's not all amazing and no. I really wanted it to be but that being said I do really like the following tracks bear in mind it's a 10 it's 10 so I tried not to name too many um, <laughs> Miss Muriel Drill Music in Zion which is obviously the album title um, mm-hmm. and Seattle nice yeah i'll i'll listen to the tracks and see how i feel i've not really i don't think i've ever really listened to a lupe album to be fair i like the old ones and i think i said last month i thought he was only ever doing three albums but this is his eighth album so i've missed a few i think in between (laughs) terrible fan yeah well you know you can always go back yeah that's true We don't sound too excited. It's okay. True, I could. The issue is like there's so much music coming out to go back to someone. It's really like you've got to really make that commitment. I feel like, and I'm not sure I'm willing to. So it's a lot of time because I'm enjoying a lot of stuff at the moment. The next two albums that I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, my next one is by a gentleman called Steve Lacey. And the album is called Gemini Rights. 
Oh, Very nice. fitting for two Geminis. <laughs> so this is 10 songs, 35 minutes, one second. Ooh. So that's going to annoy you. That was annoying me a little bit. Just could have cut that out somewhere. So I've listened to him for a couple of years now. I've spoken about him previously, but kind of where I found him from was the group The Internet. So that has Sid in it, who we've both previously spoken about before. Yes. But this is what I didn't realise, which he's produced for Kendrick Lamar, and I did not realise this. What? Yeah. But, I mean, he's worked with people like J. Cole, Tyler, the creator, Big Sean, Caliucci's. The list goes on and on and on. I mean, legend status, surely. Yeah. But this is his uh, second studio album. So this album combines rock, R&B, funk, jazz psychedelic hip-hop nice. there's a lot to take in on this album and, and again it's only 10 songs but this album's main theme is love and sort of its permanent mark that it has on the heart oh those kind of those kind of vibes so some of them are a bit like it sounds way happier than actually what the lyrics are saying okay. i felt like i kept getting distracted by the funkiness of it and actually <laughs> The, the subject matter, you're like, oh, okay, that is a bit sad. But... I nearly choked on my tea then. <laughs> got, got distracted by the funkiness. <laughs> Don't funk with my heart. Oh, no. Oh, gross. How <laughs> you even do that? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so I really enjoyed this album. This album feels really elevated, and I know that sounds like such a snobby like thing to say, but just in itself, it feels really elevated. And it's another album that has its old influences, but it brings its own freshness to it. And it sort of feels like it almost transcends a genre and, again, doesn't quite fit in one lane. Okay. I think he's definitely shown how talented he is. I think he's made an album that he definitely wants to make. That being said, I do understand why this wouldn't be an album for everybody. I think it is quite different and almost touches on being a little bit experimental. Okay. But it was definitely right up my street. I think he's a really exciting artist. I can't wait to see what else he does. I think this album really shows his depth. And just to kind of round it up, I read on Rolling Stone that they described the album as warm and airy as the cusp of summer when Geminis are born. That was beautiful. You should have that tattooed on you some. <laughs> warm and airy as the cusp of summer when Geminis are born. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, he's it's super cool. But my favourite songs were Helmet, Bad Habit, which is all over TikTok at the moment. I'm sure a lot of people will know it because it literally is everywhere. I'm and just old and don't know what it is. Carry I on. just spend too much time on TikTok. That's my issue. I'm like, oh, spare five minutes. Let's watch like 10 TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> and my final song that I liked was Sunshine featuring Fouché. Go listen to it. It's Go cool. Listen to it. <clears throat> I, d- I actually will go and listen to it. It sounds pretty cool. I think you definitely will enjoy some of the songs. So, yeah, it's cool. And okay. Gemini writes, you know, it's made for us. It is made for us. And Evie. But yeah. probably won't be her cup of tea. No, <laughs> absolutely not. It's not a musical. It's not interested. So the next one I'd like to talk about is Megan the Stallion. And it's Traumazine. And it's 18 songs, 51 minutes and 5 seconds. So, Megan is going hard on this album. She's showing herself to be a strong, independent woman with no apologies. She addresses haters, makes it clear that she's not to be fucked with. The album is about trauma she's faced. One track is called Anxiety and it's quite raw, but she still faces it with kind of confidence and a kind of outright fuck you energy, which is pretty much the whole album. That's that's how I would sum up this album. Fuck you energy. I probably I actually do love it. It's brilliant. I've been listening to it quite a lot. Not as much as my last the last album I'm gonna talk about, but I think you probably know what that is. But yeah, just really, really loving it. It's as the as the kids would say, it's a, it's an absolute vibe. 
It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Um, There's some great features on there. Rico Nasty, Jenny, Aiko, Lucky Day, Future and Dua Lipa. Ooh, okay. Not all in the same song, obviously. No. Um, And she has a couple of really good samples on it. So the Isley Brothers, Between the Sheets, which is the kind of B.I.G., Big Popper. Yeah. And also she's got a sample from Jodeci, Freaking You. I just, I'd love to see her. I think it would be a really good show. I think she would put on a great show. An amazing show. She has got a dirty, dirty mouth. But it's brilliant. I just love, I just love (laughs) the fuck you energy. And yeah, I'm feeling myself because I'm pretty darn good. And yeah. I think the energy again that she puts across is like, yeah, you know what? I should be feeling like that. I feel like she, yeah, encourages that kind of energy. Whenever I do hear stuff, I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, I like it. I think you will like the songs that I chose. I mean, I like the whole album. I will definitely listen to it again many, many times, I am sure. Um, (laughs) But obviously, can only choose a few songs for Mm -hmm. us. Um, But I chose NDA, which is the opening track, Budget. Her, which has got like a dance vibe, I feel like it would be on like Drag Race. Oh, nice. Okay. It's a really, I think you're really going to like that song. And Star featuring Lucky Day. Nice. My next one is by India Sean and it is called Before We Go Brackets Deeper. Oh. Sounds a bit sensual, doesn't it? <laughs> All Nigella then. So it is 14 songs, 51 minutes, 50 seconds. So she is a singer-songwriter from LA. Apparently she's been in the music industry for over 10 years, but I'm unfamiliar with her. Me too. I don't think I've ever heard any of her previous work, but I'm really glad that I found this album. She's been in the industry for over 10 years, but this is actually her debut album. So I, I don't know if she was in like a couple of groups or maybe she just did songwriting? Maybe. But yeah, for herself, this is her debut album. But it's actually a follow-up to an EP that she released at the end of 2021, okay. which was called Before We Go. So it's got the seven tracks from the EP with seven new tracks added. But it's got some really cool features too. Anderson Pack is on it. I mean, he's everywhere at the moment. Oh, I love him. I love that he's everywhere at the moment. Me too. But it has like a very nostalgic R&B sound to it while having some like soul funk elements chucked in there too. Kind of reminds me of Brandy a little bit. So I feel like you're going to like this album. (laughs) But when speaking about the album, she said that Before We Go Deeper is an exploration of self-discovery, self-love and navigating terrible relationships and situationships only to make my way back to the real and true source of love which is myself oh that's beautiful yeah so her voice is great it kind of floats through each track and really complements each vibe that's going on definitely shows how versatile her voice is but no it's a great surprise album for me i think the songwriting is great Her voice is great and the production is really good also. It's interesting because when she um, was being interviewed, she spoke about the producer. She said, D-Mole is an incredible producer who I am calling the Quincy Jones of my generation. What? And he plays everything. He's got so much integrity, so much love, kindness, passion, talent, skill, everything. This is the person behind Silk Sonic. Lucky day. And Victoria Monet, it's just the ultimate blessing and dream to have worked on this entire album with him. I mean, they are some artists. I think that's crazy in itself. Probably maybe a producer to keep an eye on as well. But I think herself, she's an interesting and exciting artist, especially for the R&B genre. And I, yeah, I hope this album kind of gains a little bit more traction. And yeah, I look forward to seeing what she's going to do in the future, so... Wow. Yeah, you're you're going to like this album, I think. It's great. So I liked the songs Cali Love, which is featuring Ombre, Don't Play With My Heart, and Too Sweet, which is featuring Unknown Mortal Orchestra. So. Oh, fancy. So my next one, which will be no surprise to anyone at all in the world, Beyonce, Renaissance, 16 songs, one hour, two minutes exactly. One hour? One okay. hour, two minutes. 
But for 16 songs, okay, that's not yeah. bad. That's not bad. Well, <laughs> I'll go into it. So okay. I was really excited to see this. It came out and I was absolutely, lo- I'm just loving, it's a club music vibe. So it's quite dancey. And I yeah. think that accounts for the reason it's an hour. Yes. Because that is what happens with that kind of music. I think it, it's a bit longer. You get more into the track. I know there's been a bit of controversy around <laughs> this album. She used a derogatory word, which is the same one that Lizzo did. And she had a, a very similar response. It was removed quickly. I do feel like she should have known, or at least her people should have known better, given that Lizzo's album came out before. And, yeah. and there was a lot of stuff in the media about her using the same word but they did the right thing they've taken it out lesson learned I hope just to play devil's advocate here do you think because she is Beyonce she thought she was going to get away with it I don't know I, <laughs> I just I just feel like it's a in America particularly it's used in a different way mm. And I'm not trying to find excuses for her no, or, no, no. or for anyone, but I feel like it's used in a much more different way that we've used it over here. And it it's obviously a derogatory term here and yeah. they don't understand that. And when a word is part of your language, I mean, we had a conversation before this about words that were part of our language that we're trying to not say anymore because now to us, they don't feel comfortable to mm. say. And I feel like that that is a learning for them. Like, as international artists, they need to be... Savvy to... Savvy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Savvy to how words might... Being that words are their business, they need to be kind of savvy around what words they're using, what they mean. Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, lessons learnt and all that. Yeah. And then also there was obviously the issue with the Khalees sample. But, do you know what? It, I don't think it took anything away from the album. And they've taken it off now. Yeah. And I don't think the song's any worse for it. Yeah. But again, like I was saying the, to you the other day, we kind of spoke about it briefly. Yeah. I think her yeah. issue is she doesn't care because it's like, you know, I'm on a Beyonce album. Like, who yeah. wouldn't want that? That's fine. But I think because when you have Pharrell involved, they have a it's lot of great. beef, not a little bit yeah. of beef. They have a whole lot of beef. Like a cow. And understandably so. So I think what she was trying to say is that not only is Pharrell involved and she feels like that is a jab once again to be spiteful. I think she was just annoyed that an artist like Beyonce didn't think, right, I'll come and just ask you and just say, look, I really want to use your track. Is it okay? When previously there was a smaller artist, I can't remember what their name was, had basically the decency to come and ask her. So again, I don't feel like it was because, oh my God, Beyonce stole my track. I think oh, no, yeah. Khalees just had a, a whole lot of feelings and I get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? When we, again, don't really know the full, yeah, we know we two different know. sides. We don't yeah. actually know the whole truth. So no, yeah. Um, I'll be honest. It took me ages to, to work out what even song was being sampled and it wasn't a hundred percent clear to me until I saw a TikTok showing like before and after with and mm. without the sample. And I then know. it just felt like a bit of a big fuss over nothing if I'm honest, but yeah. Yeah. So it has had some controversy around it, but other than those two things, <laughs> You think? I've, I've not really heard anything bad, else bad. It is part of a, and this is these are the words on her website, a mysterious trilogy. Oh, she's doing a weekend, is she? So excited. Um, <laughs> and it has been described as being a safe place, a place without judgment, a place to be free of perfectionism and overthinking. I respect it. I okay. like it. So it is another project kind of born of the pandemic and it was kind of in recognition of people missing that club life, yeah. being out and around people and just loving music. I can't wait to hear the next two parts. I'm wondering how that's going to work, if they're going to carry on the club theme or if they're going to be completely different with Beyonce. I don't think you can ever call it. I don't think you can ever second no. that lady. She kind of sets... I think a lot of artists are reactive Mm. And I think she kind of sets her own path and agenda. She kind of sets trends rather than following them. 
Yeah. Well, she is huge, isn't she? Yeah. She's so influential. So, yeah. I Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm just really hoping that it means that she's going to tour soon and I'm going to get to go and see her again. Oh, what have you got like a million pounds to spend? No, I just really want to go and see her again. <laughs> I really want to go. Just got to wait and see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but my fave songs, I mean, I would literally just put the whole album on the playlist if I could, but obviously I'm not going to do that. So my favourite songs are Cozy, Energy, which is the no longer Khalees Church Girl, which is completely the opposite to what you think it's about. Move and thick. Nice. Oh, you're so bored by me talking about Beyonce. You're like, for goodness sake, she's talking about Beyonce again. Predictable. No. But I'm literally not sorry. But the thing is, she's done something different, though. Again, she's not just played it safe, she went with something a bit different. So gotta respect it you know and i genuinely think you will like those songs i hope so anyway my last album is again something that i spoke about last month so kind of as expected i am a woman of my word too so it is dommy and jd beck and the album is called not tight 15 songs 44 minutes eight seconds So yeah, I spoke about one of their songs last month. This is their debut album and looking into them for the album, I didn't realise this last month. So they're an instrumental keyboard and drum duo. So Domi is 22 and is on the keys. And then Beck is 19, who is on the drums. 19. That's no age. That's Amy's age. 19 and 22 years of age. And here they are. Here they are. Insane. So I also didn't realise that they collaborated with Silk Sonic on Skate as well. What? So it's amazing. You've got all those links today. Yeah, I know. Anderson Pack is the... Uh, he's the gold thread that holds everything together. That's what he is. It's because he's a cool guy. It's you know? so cool. So they're a blend of sort of progressive jazz, hip-hop and R&B. And I think, yeah, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about the album or listen to the album as well is they were teasing some of the features that were on this album. So you've got Thundercat, you've got Mac DeMarco, Anderson Pack, as we know, Buster Rhymes, Snoop Dogg. Holy shiz. And like Snoop Dogg and Buster Rhymes could, are old enough to be their granddads. They're on the same crazy. track. They're on the oh, same track as well. Ace. Yeah. So if that doesn't tell you everything that you need to know. Yeah. Sorry, I'll need to bring it up and end this call right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. End of podcast. See you later. Bye. I think the features definitely help with the flow of the album. I'm not sure how it would be if it was just a pure instrumental album. But again, I don't know if that's just personal preference, but I love that you sort of have these acts that are so far apart on the genre spectrum. They're able to work so well on each of the tracks. Uh, And I I think that says a lot about Domi and JD Beck's talent. And I, I think not to be overshadowed by these acts is also incredible, you know, especially with Buster Rhymes and Snoop Dogg. Literally, come I mean, on. To not let them overshadow a track is a feat in itself. Yeah, it's almost like the features sort of enter into the world of Domi and JD Beck, but the tracks complement each artist as well. And I think, yeah, it's definitely a different kind of album for me. I don't really listen to a lot of jazz, um, especially progressive jazz as well. Um, So, yeah, it was very different for me. And I I think that was really cool, again, to branch out. And I think the fact that, you know, you do have tracks that are just instrumentals, it does feel like a jam session that you sort of accidentally walked into. And I think that is really cool as well. And, yeah, again, I'll just keep an eye on them, see what they do in the future. So hopefully, yeah, they do they do really well. So yeah, the tracks that I liked were Two Shrimps, which is featuring Matt DeMarco, You Don't Have to Rob Me, and then Pilot, which is Snoop Dogg, Buster Rhymes, and Anderson Pack. All on one track. Just beautiful. 
That sounds like a wonderful, wonderful dream. That track is insane. Just just go listen to it. Okay, I will. Run. Straight Run. after. Run. I'll do, I'll do this first. Okay, thanks. Not to be rude, you know. So, singles. So my first one is Burn, which is Chris Webby featuring Locksmith and Apathy. It is from December last year. It okay. came on in the car. So Ian's back on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Don't. Anyway. Came on in the car. He had a playlist on. It was like a radio station. You know, you do one song and then it does a radio station for you. Yes. And it came on as a result of that. And we were both like, oh, I like this. What is this? What is it? It's a, it's a rap track. All three artists are really cool. They've got great delivery. And the production's pretty cool too. Nice. Okay. I don't think I am familiar. I wasn't either, but I have listened to a few bits and pieces since. So it was, yeah, he's really cool. Exciting. Yeah. I'm sure it's another one that I'll add to my yearly playlist. Probably. Probably. I'd like to give you some. So my first single... I've previously spoken about this person before. So Joey Valence and Bray, and the song is called Start a Fight. So I spoke about Joey Valence quite a while ago. I was a bit conflicted because he kind of sounds like he rips off Beastie Boys a bit. So I, I have a slight issue sometimes, but I do like some of their tracks. So it's kind of like, oh. But this song... Is a bit more prodigy, but still has a Beastie Boys kind of feel to it. So it's prodigy and Beastie Boys having a baby. This is what it would sound like. But yeah, this track feels really wild and sort of has like an attitude about it that makes you feel like you want to start a fight. I just wish... Uh, yeah, I just have a bit of a problem with him, but I don't at the same time because I just think a bit of conflict going on there. Yeah, it, it's all in your head. You just need to let it go. I like it, but I have an issue with you basically stealing someone else's sound. You feel guilty. I don't feel guilty for liking it. I just feel like you know, you know that the Beastie Boys are no longer a thing, so you're just going to jump on a sound. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, I, I like this song, so. <laughs> uh, contradiction, contradiction. Oh, contradiction. You uh. I was going to call you a hypochondriac then, but I mean hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe both. I don't know. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> so my next one is Happiness Dance Floor Edit. From the 1975. Hey, okay. Woo. Uh, it's just a lovely song about liking someone and wanting to be with them. And then I've written, cute. <laughs> it is cute, but I'm doing a typical Jess thing where I feel like I haven't listened to it enough. I listen, I hear one of their songs for the first time and I'm like, mm, don't really like it. Every time. I just feel like this one <laughs> kind of just sounds like everything else. I get what you're saying. But I don't know. I just really like it. Look, just, you know what I'm like when it comes to them. Yeah, you really struggle. I love them, but it's almost like when they release new music, it just it just takes me a while, is all. Fair enough. Hypochondriac, hypocrite. Here what we go. <laughs> so my next one is by a group called Say She She, and the song is called Trouble. So from their website, they are a Brooklyn-based female-led seven-piece. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And their description is named as a silent nod to Niall Rogers' chic. The band will transport you with their dreamy harmonies, catchy hooks, and up-tempo grooves. Oh, my gosh. That sounds right up my alley. Yes. I really. This is a track that I think I was listening to the Baby Doobie album. It finished, and then it was going into kind of like the radio, which is strange because I feel like this is very different <laughs> to Baby Doobie. But I'm so glad that it came up randomly. Um, because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it feels very reminiscent of like 1970s soul, but again has a modern twist to it. It's led by three strong female singers that all sound incredible. And yeah, I think they've got an album coming out uh next month, so I'm gonna keep an eye out for that one. Nice. But yeah, you'll enjoy it. 
Of course cool. you will. I definitely will. It sounds right up my crevice. <laughs> um, so the next one I want to talk about is, is this what it feels like to feel like this by the Wombats? Yes. I'm always happy to hear a Wombats track. I believe you are too. I like this song too. Yeah. This one seems to me to feel a bit more polished than normal. A little bit less raw, a bit more rounded. More poppy. Yeah, maybe yeah. a bit more mainstream than normal. Yeah, but that's okay. But not in a bad way. No. No, it's very good. I very enjoy yeah. it. I very enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm yeah. not even going to change what I just said. Just a very enjoy it. <laughs> very enjoy it. Very yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna write it down that time. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> My next one is by an artist called Terence Etc. And it is called In Contemplation of Claire's Scent. I beg your pardon. Scent as in smell. That's what it says. Okay. Carry in on. contemplation of Claire's scent. And is this Claire as in your stepmom or? No, it's not got an E, so no. <laughs> Different Claire. <laughs> oh, I know a Claire without an E. Up the road. No. Oh. <laughs> Up the road. My... I'm going to have to ask her about her scent. Um, <laughs> please don't. Please don't. I feel like that's not. Unless it's about perfume, fine. Anyway. Yeah. Terence Nance is known from working in TV and film. Again, I wasn't aware of him. But yeah, apparently he created a HBO show called Random Acts of Flyness. Okay. Apparently now he's kind of branched into music as well, which is pretty cool. The complete version is actually 10 minutes long, but there is a three-minute edit, oh, which I'll, I'll put on the playlist, so don't worry. Don't I worry. I can't be dealing with a 10-minute track. What is this, Metallica? Jesus Christ. <laughs> But this track, I think, you know, when you know that the track is 10 minutes long, it's got different genres included. So it's got a bit of jazz, rumba, R&B, soul. Fancy. It's, yeah, it's a really cool blend of, you know, different stuff. And his voice reminds me of Harley from Rizzlekick sometimes as well. Oh, nice. So that's probably what that's cute. peaked to my ears. I was like, oh, it sounds that's like Harley. Fox. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a track that you you can't be sad listening to. And I think, yeah, he's got his debut album coming out this month. So again, that might be one that I listen to for next next episode. So yeah, no, really cool. But yeah, don't worry. Three minute, three minute edit will go on the playlist. Don't worry. Wow. Well, but there wow. is a 10 minute version if you like it so much so that you, you can go listen more. to. You need three times as much. Exactly. You're welcome. Okay. So the next one I want to talk about is called Look At Him and it's by Green Tea Peng. Hey! Oh, I know, I was quite excited Woo. about it. As you would imagine, it's quite a chilled out vibe. She's got such a cool voice. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Um, I have written that I think it's a Sunday chill song and I can imagine it being on in a coffee shop whilst I just watch the world go by. Nice. I'm not sure if I've actually heard this track. It's very good. But we know I like her, so I'm excited by that. Nice. Thanks. My last one is Billie Eilish, and nice. the song is called TV. So this was a surprise release. Um, it was released alongside another song, so sort of on streaming services. It's been released under guitar songs. Okay. Um, but it's only it's only two songs. It's not like it's an EP or anything. Her voice is so emotive as always. This song touches on sort of leaving friendships behind for a romantic relationship and maybe it's not the most healthy relationship. So, yeah, it's a bit more on the sadder side. She even references people sort of caring a bit more about Heard versus Depp than the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So, yeah. It's not a happy song, but I really enjoy it. I think it's great. And yeah, again, I kind of appreciate that someone like her that is, you know, young, that she's referencing big issues like that. So yeah, no, really cool. And definitely go listen to the other song. So yeah, well done, Billy. Cool. And then my last one is Motel by Lava LaRue. I don't think I've ever listened to anything by this person before. It popped up on a radar. I do recognise the name. Mm. It's 
like a chilled out funk kind of track. She's got a beautiful kind of ethereal voice. And it feels like a modern 80s vibe. Yeah. And that is all I have to say about it. I just think it's lovely. You know what it is, actually? I've just realised. Hayley Williams, everything is emo. Yeah. She had wet leg phone in. Yeah. And they recommended Wid It. (laughs) Wid It. And it's great. Good song. Record of the month. Okay, so my record of the month is something that, again, has been all over TikTok. And it may have been because I was making a TikTok for work. Not me me in the TikTok, but I was making a TikTok, editing it together. And I chose this song for it. <laughs> and I've just been a bit obsessed ever since. So it is LF System, Afraid to Feel. LF System is a Scottish duo. The mix was actually created in 2019. But was picked up for full release in May this year by Warner Music UK, which is actually insane. But yeah, it samples I Can't Stop, brackets, Turning You On by Silk, which is from 1979. That's a great song in itself. But yeah, no, it's a banger. Absolute banger. Great summer hit. I love it. I just feel like at the moment, if I'm feeling a bit like, oh, I put this song on and I'm like, yeah, it gets me wanting to dance. I've been on repeat. So LF System. My record of the month. Beautiful. <laughs> so my record of the month is Chase Harley featuring Gigi Day and Steve Sam. Uh, and it's called Jealous. I'm just absolutely in love with it. It's wonderful in the headphones. The chorus, the contrast of the singers. And then Jace's laid back kind of rap style are just such mm. a good combo. And I went to check when it was released when I was getting ready for that doing prep for this yeah and it's it's part of an album so i've done it again i've now got to go and listen to an album (laughs) oh sucks to be you (laughs) um i have already listened to it but i haven't given it my full attention enough to review today and i wouldn't normally look through before listening to it in full but i've noticed that american pharaoh's on it oh nice okay so that's quite cool to see that that's on there as as part of an album Mm -hmm. um and i'm just really looking forward to listening to it nice but jealous is brilliant i think you'll really like it well we'll see won't we (laughs) i genuinely do well you better thanks thanks for that nice recommendation for me also yeah how thoughtful of you i am quite thoughtful you're my sister that's true you're mine Right, so notable mentions. My first one is a documentary that was released on Netflix. Okay. It's three episodes, I believe. It is Trainwreck Woodstock 99. Oh, nice. Okay. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it, but I've not watched or, yeah, I don't know lots. See, I am baffled at how I didn't know more about this event and what the hell happened even if you're not a huge music fan I would highly recommend going to watch this it's the most insane thing I've watched kind of in terms of like documentary for a while so the uh the bio for it is Woodstock 1969 promised peace and music but it's 99 revival delivered days of rage riots and real harm Why did it go so horribly wrong? Oh, nice. And it answers all those questions for you. Yeah, literally from day one, it was a shit show, to put it. (laughs) Mildly. Literally. Very of its day. Um, I think it says a lot about how much music has changed. So you had corn. Yeah. You had Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, that kind of event, basically. I think what people have been saying is that Woodstock is very, you know, peace and love, man, peace and love. And then you bring a load of, like, jock white men (laughs) to watch corn and Limp Biscuit. Yeah. 
stuff is going to go down. You can kind of see why the crowd was getting quite annoyed. You had these teenagers that basically didn't have fresh water. The toilets were malfunctioning, (laughs) to put it politely. So they ended up having water that was riddled with feces, basically. Bottled water was about four or five dollars. And this is 99. I won't even pay that now. And by day three, I think some of the vendors were selling bottled water for $9. That's crazy, isn't it? But yeah, there was just certain, I think, elements that they overlooked. So it was bloody boiling hot. There was no shelter for these kids. No water, really. And by the end of it, they were just pissed off. Again, go watch it. But by the end, the last episode, I literally, when the credits run... I literally was speechless by one of the organisers. His response to a lot of women being abused in the crowd. There were even women that were raped as well. And this guy's response to it, I honestly was baffled. Just go watch it. Uh, And I hope you you would feel as outraged as I did. I probably will. But yeah, I just think it was just an absolute shit show. Um, I'm really crazy and definitely you know if you want to go put on a music festival go watch that and that will tell you everything to not do so yeah how not to do a festival if there ever was another one I'm not putting my money towards it that's what I'm saying <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> not doing it not, not doing not it going. I'm totally <laughs> not um, wow that sounds really cool I'm gonna watch that like really cool in a informative way not in a yeah that was a really cool thing that happened well I'm like yeah go watch it and then I'm like listing all these horrible things that happened um I know the 90s was a crazy time but that even was like Jesus and I think the fact that they were trying to blame the children as always trying to blame the children everyone always blames the children so my honorable mention is a tv show on apple tv as always um and it is Luke it is a show starring Maya Rudolph and Sophia Salinas and Adam Scott. I'll just quickly outline it. Maya Rudolph is married to Adam Scott. They're rich mm. and then she discovers that he's cheated on her and they split up and she gets 147 I think it's 147 billion dollars. Whoa, okay. Yeah, so she's a billionaire. And she finds out that along the way, she has, <laughs> she funds a charitable organization. Okay. And so she goes to, they call her to talk to her about something. And she decides she's going to go in and start actually working there. So she just rocks up. Okay. Um, and obviously her ex- life experiences are very different from what she's now supporting. And it's a comedy, but really heartwarming and just happens to have a really kick-ass soundtrack. Nice. So it's like lots of 80s, 90s tunes, bit of hip hop and then a little bit of more modern stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a really good program. Really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed watching it. Nice. We, we finished the first season. Now we've got to wait forever for the next one. That's always the way, though, isn't it? You find a show and you're like, God damn it, I shouldn't have binged it because now, now it's wait. gone for like, like three years. Yeah, ages. I mean, the way Apple churn in them out at the moment, though, I don't think we'll have to wait. It's because um, there's a new series of C coming out. And I feel like I've only just watched the, the last one. This is the last season. So I'm very Oh, much okay. Yeah. I need to get more into Apple TV shows, I think. Because there's some that have really piqued my interest. C is one that you need, specifically you, need to watch. Me. (laughs) You. I just feel like you will love C. Okay. It's so cool. I also think you need to watch Coda because it's just one of the most beautiful films I've seen in my life. That is on there. That's also one that I really want to watch. I want to watch Severance, is it? Severance is brilliant. Really, really slow. That's fine with me, though. I don't mind that. I think you need to have, like, you just need to let it go. Like, Yeah, it needs to build, I think. I mean, to be fair, I've not watched a bad programme on Apple TV. Saying a lot. It does say a lot. And I've watched quite a lot of it now. (laughs) Dickinson is brilliant. 
mm-hmm. trying is one of the most beautiful programs you'll ever watch in your life. Mm-hmm. It makes me laugh and cry like in really quick succession. Shows that do that. Uh, yeah. That's why I love the American office because it does that to me too. And I know it's hard to believe, but there are times where it'll make you laugh and then the next minute you're crying, but then you're laughing again. Well, that's good fighting, isn't it? And I genuinely, like, we'll be sat next to each other because the new season just came out, so we started watching mm-hmm. it again. And I'll be sat next to Ian and I'll literally just be sobbing, like silently sobbing. Mm-hmm. He'll look over and I'll be like, don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Or he'll just get um, up or, and give me the tissues. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a really, really good show. Great kind of soundtrack. There is a playlist on Spotify for it, which is just brilliant. And the theme tune is by The Math Club, which has just recently been re-released. Oh, okay. On the back of, of that. Nice. We like that. Yeah. We like stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, my last one is also another TV show. Better Call Saul has officially ended. Yeah. And I am heartbroken. I have not watched any of it. What I will say, because again, I'll try and keep it spoiler free as possible because I would hope that you would watch it. I know you enjoyed Breaking Bad. And to me, as cliche as it probably sounds, Breaking Bad for me is like one of the greatest TV shows ever to be made so I was in my first year of uni when the second half of the last season of Breaking Bad was ending and then I think it was second year where they started doing the spin-off show Better Call Saul if you've seen Breaking Bad Saul Goodman is not a good man he is shady as shit so I was a bit like oh really you're just doing a spin-off oh okay here we go first season was okay I think it's just it was very different to what you expect from Breaking Bad season two oh you got you got to get past season two. I actually got like a couple episodes in originally and I stopped watching it because I didn't like it. Ooh. But several years later, <laughs> dad was like, no, you really need to watch it. Like it's getting so good. So me and Ash like, a couple years ago binged Breaking Bad. Once we got to the end, we were like, oh, should we do it? Should we try Better Call Saul? Tried it again. And yeah, it's almost like with every season, it just gets better and better and better. The writing is incredible. I would say it is really made for the fans. Like there's characters that pop up and you're like, oh my God, it's them from this episode of Breaking Bad. And they've referenced this. Um, And you kind of see Saul before he is Saul Goodman and you see sort of what happens after the whole Breaking Bad him having to run away start a new life but yeah I just wanted to mention it because yeah it's just incredible every season it just gets better and better and better apart from season two just go get through it it's fine but it's funny it has you literally shouting at the tv all the emotions but yeah as a huge Breaking Bad fan this did not disappoint, and now it's all over again. What am I going to do now? I mean, you'll find something else, I'm pretty sure. But can you can you just not watch season two then? Can you just go one to three? Or do you no, need... you have to. Oh, you have filler. to watch it. It's an actual filler, bastards. I just think that without going too much into it, there's a certain point in the story. That is just dragged on for a bit too long. Oh, okay. Just got to plow through it because literally by season three, it gets so good. And then from there out, it just, each season just elevates, elevates, elevates. How many are there? Uh, five. That's, a, that's an investment of time. That is, I haven't wanted to watch it. Oh, but it's so good. Okay. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> Thing is, though, I just love Breaking Bad. So Why don't you I just watch Atlanta, for goodness sake. Oh, Atlanta's so good, though. <laughs> Atlanta, but no, I just think if you have time and you enjoyed Breaking Bad, this is definitely worth getting to. By season three, you start reaping the benefits of it, and the finale, man, they're just they made a great show. But she Hulk has started, and that's the, the first episode was pretty darn good. So oh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It's very funny. I didn't expect that it to be that funny. So and I like the direct to camera stuff. I love that. Yeah, beautiful. 
I think she's really good. I think she plays a role very well. She does. And I, um, what I dislike is I wanted to see more of Jamila Jamil. But that's coming though, surely. I know, but I just, I was really excited about it because I follow her and I love her. Yeah, she is great. So that's the end. Finito. Another ep done. Another episode done under the belt. My You're increasingly welcome, larger belt. <laughs> but it's only down from here because christmas is just around the corner all those mince pies and cheese not together disgusting grim so we hope that you enjoyed this very much um as i said earlier we're not doing the theme anymore but what we are going to do is provide you with the soundtrack to your september so Jess and I have pulled together some songs and curated a lovely playlist that we really hope you'll enjoy. Let us know what you think. Yeah, definitely, you know, head over to our Spotify and just check the playlist out and, you know, let us know what your favourite songs are, what you've been listening to this month. Any recommendations for us as well is always welcome. As always, you can get all of the information about us, about our socials and about the playlists on our website, which is pumpupthejampodcast.com. It was lovingly put together by the wonderful Jessica Smith. Hello. <laughs> Hello, that is me. And yeah, you can find everything there that you need. So yeah, as always, it has been great. Some great albums this month. Let's hope next month is just as good. I really hope so. As always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes, we do. As Ringo Starr says, peace and love, peace and love. Peace and love. (laughs) (laughs) Cheeky bitch. (laughs) You didn't see what she did. She put a peace sign up the right way and then... The wrong way. Threw me the deuces. (laughs) Peace and love. World peace. See you later. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.